Ladies and gentlemen, we are live once again. It is the second episode for the week of January 19th, 2023 of the Hughes Sports Podcast. I am your host, of course, Jake Hughes, also known as Common Courtesy on Twitch. And across from me, as always, is the old man. How the old man. man. People get a kick out of that when you call me the old man, by the way. Because I, I don't funny. look old, apparently. I look like I could be your brother. That's Nobody keep, said that, just me. I was going to say, you keep telling yourself that. And by the way, that beginning, that whole little 30-second uh, beginning thing? Yes. We need to do something. That sucked. Yeah, I'm no. We, that well, sucked. We don't, we don't have... You need to go on more rants. You that need to, you need that to act, sucked more than the Canucks suck. Well, before we <laughs> before we get into the Canucks sucking, Canucks sucking which they definitely uh, do very much so, um, very sad news from uh, the weekend. Um a fan favorite in Vancouver and from the sounds of it, all of hockey world, Gino Ojic uh, passed away. He was only uh, 53, I believe. 54. 54. No, I believe he turns 54 later this year. Oh, was it? Okay. Could be. He would have turned 54 okay. earlier this, that makes later sense. this year. 53 then. Um, Sad. Just, uh, I don't know. Do you remember him at all, Jake? I don't remember him as a player. Right. Like you I remember, remember him as a figure. Stories. I remember the stories. Um, yeah. Him as a player was, I think, before my Gosh. time. The, I mean, not only could he fight, and I mean that was his job. Was that was back when every team had their enforcer quotation marks. Um, but he was an entertainer. Like, not only yeah. would he fight, he would rip his shirt off. He would skate around with, without his shirt. Whoa! Whoa! Hitting what are you buttons. doing there, big guy? Hitting wrong buttons. Whoa. Not that button. Not that button. Um, but he could score. He would literally, yeah. he could score goals. I was watching highlights of him this week. Uh, just after I heard the news, of course, I went on YouTube and they had a highlight package. Yeah. Some of the goals he scored, you're like, this kid could play. Well, and not just that, but like the stories he has. Um, I can't remember who it was, but on Connects Hour with Thomas Drance and Jamie Dodd, they had, I can't remember the player's name. It wasn't Burray, but someone around during that time. Okay. And they were saying how... Uh, also a former flame, like bits and pieces are coming to my brain, but I can't think of the player. Um, but they were talking about the friendship that Gino and Burray had. Oh, it was probably one of the reasons that Burray stayed in Vancouver as long as he did was because of Gino. He was and amazing. They um, tried to partner this guy up and I can't think of the name. I'm horrible for it. Um, they tried to partner them up to bunk hmm. together on road trips. And he said he would have to go find Gino at like, 12 o'clock, one o'clock in the morning on a game night. And he'd be in Pavel's room and they'd be hanging out, having drinks, just talking, having fun. Right. Like they yep. were the best of friends. They're inseparable. And he was Pavel's protector on the ice. Exactly. Uh, anybody touched Pavel. Um, they answered to Gino. It was the way it was back then. You're not yep. allowed to do that anymore because they brought in that enforcer rule. They did. Um, great loss. He has been sick for a long time. Uh, he was he wasn't supposed to live this long. He had no. some uh, some type of degenerative heart disease that should have taken him long ago. And he outweigh made the doctors look silly, to be honest, because they yeah. gave him well, three months, five six years ago. That was long. It was ten years ago. They were talking. Was it about ten it. years ago? Ten years ago. Wow. Um, it was when they brought back the skates and they did one of the anniversaries. Yes. That's and, right. Um, I he wasn't that. supposed. He was in the hospital, and they had fans outside of uh, yes. uh, Vancouver General Hospital. And like two weeks later, he was on the ice in a jersey, skating around with yeah. everyone wearing the uh, the skate. 
And like, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. Yeah. Like good. That man. was the type of guys he was. He such a nice person that great person that Lyndon came back to the Vancouver Canucks organization for this. Yes. He came out to, to honor Gino. Like He's he takes a, a special person. He will be one of those guys that every Canuck fan my age or older and probably younger, kind of that generation in between you and I, that yeah. age group in between you and I, that will remember Gino uh, forever because Gino was cool. Gino was, I can hear it so vividly, the whole uh, freaking arena chanting Gino. That was yeah. a big thing. It was amazing. So, yes, rest in peace, my friend. Uh, you'll be missed. And there's no easy way to segue out of uh, no, the conversation. No, like that, right? like, out of that. I don't know where you go, but um, last night the Canucks played. Um, they? Well, they honored Gino to start the game. They did. Um, brought everyone out. They released the their third jerseys, the, flying, the new flying skates. Is that the one with the tank in it? No, no, that's the special bar you can find on Twitter. <laughs> Jake sent me a, a skate, a picture of their skate yeah, let's emblem. Let's see if I can. And um, I was like, why does that look so ugly? Because someone had modified it and put a tank in the middle of the skate. So um, we got a good kick out of that because uh, the Canucks are tanking. Let's face it. Uh, what are they now? Zero. Oh, we both clicked the same button. Stop hitting the Stop button. buttons. You're, there you we go. stop your buttons. Last five games, I haven't won a game. They're zero, four, and one. Well, they. Oh no, that's wrong. They're one, four, and zero. Oh. What? Then what did you, do? Jake? What are you uh, doing? I'm hitting buttons. I'm trying to. I'm trying to edit it. <laughs> oh my goodness, rookies. Because they oh, they God. did win against. Good heart. Good help is hard to find. Really, I is. think I need a new co-host. I think I need a new co-host. <laughs> so yes, we won one game in the last, basically since we spoke last. We've won one game. We've won one game. Damn them for winning that one game. They're we, now, yeah. I think, what are they six, bottom six? They are bottom six. Yes, but they got in, games in hand and blah, no, blah, blah. No, I'm not even talking that. I'm, I'm going to be talking, they're oh, 10 don't points out. Don't, don't do it. They're 10 points out of being last in the NHL. And they're oh. 10 points out of being in the playoffs. Oh, he's being rational, folks. Usually at this point, Jake would go on a freaking rant about winning percentage and losing percentage and well, you, time you in the offensive to... end and time in the defense. Shut the fudge up. <laughs> That's all bull hockey. It's not. <laughs> what really you... matters is, is that little number on the bottom of your screen, one in four. That's the only thing that matters. They suck. Not at all. And there they drive me crazy. Of... I love them. What did you say? It's a, it's, it's a... It's an abusive <laughs> relationship. Because <laughs> we love them dearly, but holy man, do we not like them right now. God, I'm at the point where I'm having the game on in the background, and I'm cheering, actively cheering against the Canucks. We want Bedard. But as um, as you know, I'm a uh, I listen to Rod Pe the, the Rod Peterson show daily. If yes. I don't, apparently I get in trouble. Um, <laughs> and he brought this up, and he was asking people which team they would like to see Bedard go to. And of course, I said the Canucks. And I actually said Bedard deserves the Canucks. No one deserves the Canucks. <laughs> well, that's what Rod said. Rod was like, really? You would want him to go into that organization right now? Could, it would be it would be 
life-changing, but you know, as far as, as all Canucks fans know, we'd screw it up. We'd screw it up. We'd, we'd screw it up, really. We'd, we'd interim. We'd send him to go get a surgery and oh. need four more, oh. like Tanner Pearson, <laughs> which, by the way, is now under uh, under review by the NHLPA and the NHL. Oh, League. is it really? I didn't it hear has, that. They've opened a, uh, a formal uh, investigation into what happened. Um, this Can all they... stemming from Hughes' comments. Yes. Uh, Quinn Hughes I think comments. Hughes did it on purpose. Hughes, um, did he thought about what he was going to say. And he said it with um, reason behind it. Because oh, this needed, nobody knew about this. And it needed to come out and become top of the um, news stories. My question is, yep. can you fire an owner? You can't fire an owner. Because this is where it comes to. This is... So you distracted me with that um, scrolling on the bottom there. You're welcome. Um, when you, whenever you have an organization, and whether it be you're losing, and I'm going to go away from sports. I'm going to I'm going to use a um, a business. A business is constantly losing money um, year after year after year. You've changed the employees. You've changed the manager. And you keep going up, where does that stop? Like sooner or later, you got to get to the top and you got to look at the owners and say, this is your issue. Yeah. This is your freaking problem. You need to go. But I don't think they there's got to be a board of directors that could kick their ass. But there's there's not because they're a privately held company. Yeah. And See, the, the problem is, is they're still making money. If they, oh yeah, if they were losing money and they were bleeding money, the NHL could step in and say, hey, new ownership is needed. I don't know who Overlanding Canada is. Yeah, I don't know either, but we'll, we'll bring it up. Go He's, Oilers, go! I I, I appreciate the sentiment, but, no, I don't um, even appreciate the sentiment. Well, I mean, at least they that's, have a good team. Like, that's like telling me to f off. That's like hold on, <laughs> and at then least they, they have hide a... behind a false name. Because they're an Oilers fan and they can't actually tell us who they are because they're embarrassed to be an Oilers fan. It's probably would, would you be embarrassed to be my nephew? Would you be embarrassed to be an Oilers fan if I was a Canuck fan and then I traded and became an Oilers fan? Yeah, I'd be embarrassed. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Um, <laughs> no, there's a lot of issues in Canuck. Back to our Canucks. The Canucks are in turmoil. There's there's no easy way to put it. There's issues. I want to touch on a couple of things that Jim Rutherford said during his press conference, which started out as a medical press conference. Um, he was flanked by two doctors, team doctors, and uh, was talking about the uh, procedure and how um, what they, without too many details, what they did, how they go about. Uh, actually diagnosing people and checking things with that. Um, and then it turned in, he dismissed the doctors about 10 or 20 minutes. Um, and then basically it was a whole new press conference. It, it was, was like a state of state of the franchise conference. Which doesn't make sense for two reasons. One, why now? Fire the coach first. I'm sorry. Bruce deserves better. He, does he? The, yes, he does. <laughs> He's what one of the most now? winning. He's one of the most winningest coaches in the NHL. He Travis was. Green could, Travis until Green we screwed it up. Travis Green couldn't do it. Bruce Boudreaux couldn't do it. And now Rick Tockett's going to come in and fix it. 
No. No, maybe it has to do with the players. Um, who are you talking about, Rick Tockett? Rick, according to... Elliot, no, according to Elliot Friedman, Frank Cervelli, Thomas Durant, top names in the industry, it's a done deal with Rick Tockett. Really? It's a I done haven't deal. heard this. this is, you, you, you keep me in the dark. I, I feel I like do. a mushroom. Every, it's good sometimes. Sometimes to get your legit reaction. So it's... It's a done from all everything. The the depending Where on has Rick Tockett been lately. Refresh um, my memory. He right now he is actually you on, talk. I Google. Yeah, you Google. Well, uh, I'm talking, but um, yeah, no, it's a it's a by all accounts it's a done deal. Um, there are two. There are three different heads about it on why the deal how, why it hasn't come to place yet. One, the TNT won't let him out of his contract because he's on TNT down in the states as an analyst. Oh, okay. Two, uh, uh, Francesco Aquilini and the ownership group, the Aquilini ownership group, don't want to pay three coaches to only have one be coaching because they're still paying Travis Green. They'll be then paying Bruce Boudreaux. And the Are third they still is... still paying Green? They're still paying Green. Green had a three-year contract when he got fired. That so, he had just signed. So Tockett's used to horrible teams. Yep. He's only yep. coached one team in the NHL. Yep. And what team was that? The worst team in the NHL, as far as I'm fair, fan-wise, um, they don't have any. Arena-wise, they have a 5,000-seat arena that they can only sell 4,000 seats to because they have they to get They can't 1, even sell out a 5,000-seat arena. It's a joke. It's the the Arizona, Arizona Coyotes. <sighs> but, I mean, on the plus side, he has a relationship with OEL from down there. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. The reason oh, the reason Tockett got fired was because him and OEL had major disagreements and oh, really? don't like each other. Oh, <laughs> well, we're buying OEL out next year anyways, I so. can't see why we would. Um, but going back to Jim Rutherford. they have to clear up their, um, what's it called? Cap room, um, so we can get some well, new players in. <laughs> well, um, as that's a perfect jumping off point because Jim Rutherford, and this is a quote, when I came first here, I talked about getting control of the cap, getting the cap back to where it is, getting rid of some contracts, and we've been able to do that. Now the opportunity hasn't been there, but it's still my job to get it done. Until we do that, we're not going to be able to make the kinds of changes that we need to make, or certainly the changes we need to make to put ourselves in a better position. So he came in talking about how he'd wanted to, you know, it would be minor surgery to get the, the Canucks to... Yeah, whatever. But what have they done? Like he keeps, he's like, we haven't done anything. They signed Miller to an extension. Yeah. That's looking terrible right now. Horrible. After coming off a... After coming off of the a career year, which shocking when a player is playing for his contract, that's usually what happens. Look at Bo Horvat this year. Yeah, exactly. Um, they've signed Ilya Mikheyev. They've extended Brock Besser. Yeah. Um, they've brought in more cap space than they've put out in any shape, <laughs> way, or form in three contracts that. I mean, Ilya Mikheyev has been all right. He's been a, yes. a solid second line oh, yeah. penalty killer. He's he's in my opinion, I think he's great with Hughes and Kuzmenko. But what else have you've brought in Stillman, who's garbage? Like he's a he's a fifth defenseman. He's a sixth or seventh defenseman on a yes. good NHL team. He's in the top four in our team. Like there's no changes that have been for so the betterment long term. We could we could go on and on and on and bitch and moan and wah wah wah. Yes. What makes it turn around? Um, 
obviously, if the team was to stay the way it is right now, what changes would you make, subtle changes, as Rutherford said, retooling well, to make it so we'd be a playoff contender? Well, he did mention that he has to make, like in this inter- in the presser, he just talked about how he needs there needs to be major surgery done to this team to make it better. You need okay, to find what, a way. What, what do you need? Yeah, what do you do? You need to, you, as much as it sucks, getting like not signing Bo Horvat at this point is the best thing to do and trade him for prospects or draft picks. Yeah. Draft capital. Draft picks like, this year. You, you need draft capital. Draft picks this year would be awesome. This is what a we, deep draft. What we should be doing is then, okay, we get a first and a second. I'm assuming he's going to go to a contender of some sort. So we're getting yeah. a late first rounder. Um, do you then go to whoever gets first place? And you combine your first on that second first, and you go nobody, get Connor Bedard. Nobody's giving up Bedard. You want to set your fan base on fire. Then do you go after number? Do you go after number two? Yeah. Go after Fantilli. Like you know what two I mean? Or like three. Yeah. If you're if you're sure. not if you're not there if you're seventh or eighth, do you take your seventh and whatever your twentieth, twenty first, thirtieth that you get from that trade the and try to get it full? That would trade number one spot right now if the Canucks won it. They would figure a way to fuck it up. Oops, sorry. They would figure out a way to screw it up, and they would trade away their. They would trade Bedard because <laughs> they're that dumb. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> it's as, it's asinine right now. With like that's the confidence we have in the leadership is zero. There is no confidence that we have. So that they're not going to screw it up. So okay. So back to yeah. What okay, let me rephrase my question because I don't think you're understanding my question. No, what positions f- forward, defense, goalie, yep. do you go out and find right now to make you this need, team better this year? To make I refuse to answer that question because I don't think we should be making ourselves better this year. Let's play hypothetical. If okay. you were and don't name players, what position do you go and get a, left wing, right wing, center, defenseman? A 20, 21 year old right shot defenseman who's a stay at home, solid, hard, physical, tough to play against, who can let Hughes play his offensively puck moving style. That's yes. what you need. You, you need, need a player. You need two lines, if not three lines of solid defense. You need that first line of defense. Yep. Um with Hughes and that stay home guy. Yep. Then you need two stay at home guys and then you need two grinders on your third yep. line. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean if you look at um the Lightning who the the Canucks played last night, they have three play, three defensemen who are probably top pairing defensemen in any other team other than the Lightning. Exactly. They have been separated onto three different lines. Canucks problem guys, isn't offense. No, not this year. We're scoring goals like freaking crazy. We have the worst goals against average or uh, worst save percentage in the NHL, but our top five in scoring. Yeah. Let's say we get average goaltending. We get average goaltending and defensive support. Do we make up those 10 points? Easily. That's only five games. Like if, um, if Demko stayed healthy and was on top of his game. I don't think he was healthy to start the season. I don't think, I think he, he was injured from debate from the start. I believe we're probably in a playoff position or with Edmonton and Calgary fighting to get into a playoff position. Yeah, I um, totally, totally agree. Problem is there's no chemistry on this team except for maybe one or two players that I see. And I've watched hockey. I mean, I'm going back to 1970. 
I was six years old watching my first Canuck game and there's, I've seen really good Canuck teams, obviously. Um, and the chemistry on those teams, you could just feel it. It was special. It was something different. When you see this team, I'm going to be blunt. They look like friggin' losers. Yeah. Well, their they shoulders are, are slumped. Like look, look so, at a good team. Their shoulders are back. They're high-fiving before the game. The Canucks are skating around like they're freaking sad sacks. They are. They were promised by the GM publicly, and I'm sure privately, that this was the year to make the playoffs. They were making the playoffs this year. It was an utter failure if they did not make the playoffs. Well, it's an utter, it's beyond an utter failure. It, it's and it's you the know only... damn well if I'm the one giving up. On the Canucks. It's, it's over then. Like, you guys don't know this. People listening, people watching. This man would literally, if this was last year and I was saying this because it was probably the same results, but we were on a winning streak, he was, he was the only one who kept me believing in the slightest of ways. Uh, right Bruce up Bump, until three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I was still the one yep. saying, we're going to make the playoffs. We're going to make I the playoffs. And we're I, going to yeah, suck. <laughs> yeah. It's just... Um, going back to the chemistry, the only people who I have see have chemistry on the team right now is Luke or not Luke Hughes, Quinn Hughes yes. and Luke Shen. Those two guys have Im impeccable yep. uh, chemistry and you've got Kuzmenko and uh, Peterson. Yes. That's the ones those, I was thinking of. Those two are, have the chemistry up the wazoo. Yeah. And then you got Miller trying to be a superstar all by himself. He couldn't pass a puck if his life freaking dependent upon it and when he does it's to the wrong freaking team it's yeah I, it's i don't understand how somebody could play so well last year and then be such a bozo this year it, it it's like sign a sign of millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars and then go yeah screw you uh it just doesn't yeah get rid of him it's i say you got to get rid of him one can't. way or the other you can. You we can. still have time to trade him. No, no. Physically, we can. I don't think there's a team that'd be willing at this point to take a risk on him unless we're eating a percentage of that salary moving forward. Now, we'll get picks. That's all you're going to get from him because his salary is What pick? You're going to get a third pick? A third round pick for JT Miller? No, second. You're not getting a second for him right now? Not yeah. with him signed for $8 million for six years or six years for no, $8 million? Six, <laughs> six years. Who knows? No, it's eight years for $6 million. Whatever. That's so... <laughs> It blows my mind. He's to a the same contender, to a contender, he could fit in. He could be the top two lines if, easily on a contender. If, if he didn't have that extension, I agree. I hundred percent agree. If he didn't have that extension, I don't a, know. Six million isn't that much money in the NHL anymore. There's no there. There are, I think, what is it? Five teams that have over three million dollars worth of cap space right now. That's it. Yeah, but you're going to you're going to give away somebody to us to get them. Worth six and a half million dollars next year, yeah. like that's the thing you you're not getting back a six and a half million dollar player. Why are you going half? It's only six. Get it's rid of the six, half. I, thought, I feel like it was a half. Whatever. No, it's you're six. you're not. So okay, so you take back a three three million three and a half million dollar player. Yeah. Who's who's making that trade? So now your draft pick scenario is now out the window. You're not getting a draft pick. You're getting yeah. a player worth three point five million dollars. God, make me the GM for the day. These people don't know what they're doing. I would I would love for you to be in a GM situation and be like, yeah, this is a good deal. And other GMs would be like, ha, 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 click. Uh, stop being reasonable. 
God forbid I'm reasonable. I hate when you're reasonable, and I can't argue my point when you're reasonable. Damn, damn me being reasonable. (laughs) So, Canucks Um, are done. We both agree. uh, Yeah. Tank for Bernard. It's the only thing we can do. The... That, the link I just put into the chat is the <laughs> hashtag free the tank t-shirt that was uh, that posted was onto Twitter. Um, free the tank. Free the tank. Because <clears throat> the whole campaign was free the skates. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, so. the Canucks did say that they had planned to release the skate jersey they did, because at this they, time anyways. Because you can't just make that up. Yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah, you can. It's not, it's, don't get me wrong. They were planning to unveil the, the colors skate anyways. Jersey. Yeah. It was already rumored to be in the works anyways. I think this just preemptively, they they wanted to. I think the players, honestly, because they didn't look announce over it. Here. Look over here. Hey, look. look what it's kind of coincidental that they did this days after probably the most damning news conference I've ever seen the Canucks have in I my, think it, how many I years think it now? Has, how many I think years? It has, six, 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 70. What year did they start? 73? 70. No, 64. 70. 70. They started in 70. So it's been 53 years. I said it three times. I didn't listen to you. I no, know. They, I mean, the reason they released the, the, they did the skate for that game was because of Gino. Oh, I believe they had yeah. an entire campaign that they were going to do and the passing of Gino, either the players, the owners, or, or GM, some combination of them said, screw you, let's do it now. We have everything ready to go. Makes sense. We don't need a reason to do it. Let's do it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, no, the Canucks are just—they're just a frustrating team right now, to be completely honest. Um, and you can hear it in both of our voices. Like, there's just no redeeming qualities. It's just no, and, that, and that's that's the thing that's the most heartbreaking for me is I usually am the guy who watches seventy to seventy-five of the eighty-two games in a season, yeah. whether it be actively or passively. Like, I stream. Uh, uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Now you can check out my channel, Common Courtesy. Um, <laughs> it's cheap plug, cheap, cheap plug, pop, cheap pop. Um, the there are no coincidences. Rod says <laughs> we have Rod Peterson watching. He says they are no coincidences. I don't think so either, Rod. I, uh, you yeah. know where I come from. <laughs> the you want me? I lost my train of thought now. Oh no! Where was Did I you going? Have a thought go. Oh, I had a I had a thought that went. What were we talking about before you distracted me and I plugged my stream? Oh, I used to be the guy who watched seventy games. to seventy five games a year. Yes, and I would be the one yelling at the TV. You can ask my roommate. You can ask the multiple people I've lived at. The games I've watched with you, we yell at the TV as if they it will help them. I will be the first one to yell at refs for not making calls. Rod will be my witness. I am calm, cool, and collected when I'm watching the game. And yes. I sit and I drink my tea and I relax while is that watching what we're, a football Is that what we're game. calling adult beverages on this show? We're calling them tea now. <laughs> Are you drinking an adult beverage while you no, do a podcast? Not at all. I'm drinking an Arizona watermelon. Oh, okay. That's better. Um, what kind of fruity drink is that? An Arizona tea that's made with watermelon. Um, it's delicious. <clears throat> no, it's it's so demoralizing. I don't almost don't want to turn on the games, but it's such habit for me to to do it. Sorry, Rod's distracting me. Look at the chat. <laughs> there's there's no reason. Like I am whether we win or we lose, I'm demoralized mm-hmm. because either we win and shit, we're further away 
from being last or we win and I'm like, or we lose and I'm like, I hate losing. Exactly. And the worst part is we're, we're stuck in that middle where we're probably too far away to get Bedard and we're too far away to make playoffs. So we're stuck in mediocre land. Well, yeah. So if you look at these standings, the last place team is Columbus and their winning percentage is 381, which means they get 31.8% of the points they play for. And Chicago, who's in second to last, gets 33. So they get a third of the oh points God. they play. We get 44. We get 44.3%. This is what I'm talking about, folks. Stop. The, Stop. This is what I'm talking about when he gets into his nerd stuff. This isn't nerd stuff. This is math. 33.4%. This is how, how the standing should be done. How many games have they lost? How many this games is, have they won? That's all that matters. No, but this is how the standing <laughs> should be done. This is the problem. Last year, if we went off of, based off of point percentages, we would have given up at this time last year too. You can talk for like thirty minutes and not without you. Yeah, yeah, but just please stop playing. But so we get forty-four point three percent of our points that we play for. How many? Forty-four point three. Okay. The losing teams get like ten percent less than us. Thirteen percent less than us per game. I don't think that's we would have as what we're doing right now though, because right now we've won one in five. That's not 45%. Just, I don't want to correct your math, but winning one of the last five, that's one in, f that's not quite Again. 45%. So folks who uh, <laughs> like to understand, you know, complex st stats. No, um, look. Complex stats. Yes, yes. That's last five games. That you need. Go no, by five games. Go by 10 games. What are we, over, what, are, what is our record over the last 10 games? I don't know right now. Let me, give me sucks. one second. <laughs> We're probably like three and seven. Two, eight, and ten. Two, eight, oh. no. The last ten. <laughs> okay, so that's not 45%. No, but we also this went on this. Where you, we're tracking. The last They're 12, tracking the, the last, other way. The last ten games we've played have been against the top of the top in the NHL. Oh, my God. You're driving me crazy, kid. <sighs> I blame you your mother. Say, you I blame say, your mother. Oh, at, you can't. <laughs> You can't say, look at the last five games and then not look at the last games. Looking at the opponents you play is a part of it, right? But if it's if what my you've team, done in no, the no, last no, 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 Stop yelling. We played Tampa Bay, Winnipeg, Carolina. There's another team up there that I'm I'm missing completely. But we played Tampa Bay twice in those ten games. I can go back and find it, but I'm not going to. I I I I refuse. Argument enough. Okay, so what I'm trying to say is this the overall percentages is great, but it's what it's what you're doing now. Like we could have won the first, let's just pretend we yeah. won the first instead of losing the first eight. We won. Yeah. We went eight no. Yeah, we'd be in a very different position we are right now. But let's say now, let's say the next 20 games, we went two and two and eighteen. Yes, and that math would dictate that. So it's what you're doing now that counts is what I'm saying. I, I understand. And that we're doing this. But you have, yes, but you also have to look at the opponents. How much you want to bet on Monday? I'm going to I'm gonna make a prediction right now. This is the first oh, huge God. sports podcast prediction. <laughs> no, Monday, it's not. And Monday, I'm going to come to that because we made predictions last week. Okay. This is, this is a the first ever non-results-oriented prediction. We predicted the the, the the football games results oriented. This has nothing to do with the results. Oh. Monday, Rick Tockett, 
is announced as a new coach. Bruce Boudreaux oh, is fired. You think Monday? I think Monday. You're hearing I, this, Rod. You're hearing this from Monday. Live, it happens live from Hughes Sports Broad Podcast. Monday it happens, and then look at our schedule after Monday. Look at our schedule after Monday. We play Chicago a couple times. We play Columbus a couple times. We play Arizona, I think, three times. We play <laughs> San Jose. So what and you know gonna, what's going to happen? We're going to go gonna like this. Back into we're gonna, the We're going to go like this, and then people like you who just looked at wins and losses are going to be like. <laughs> We're gonna make the playoffs. We're gonna go on a run. We're gonna we got the 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 Rick Talkett bump. We're gonna make it to the playoffs. Then you know what? We're gonna end four spots, four points out of the, the, the playoffs, and we're gonna be stuck with 16th overall, which don't get me wrong, this draft is very deep draft, but a 16th overall isn't going to change our our entire organization. Like if we just keep Bruce in, if we keep Bruce in and we keep tanking. We trade Bo, we trade Brock, we somehow unload Myers to someone. Luke Shen has gone for something. We'll be near the bottom of the playoffs. But no, we're going to make a change because I wish you were people are impatient. I wish you were a Fitbit. So you can see my see what your heartbeat is right now. I have one somewhere in my bedroom. I just. It's, it just so, makes no sense to me. Like it's this so is easy so, to rile up. <laughs> it's such common sense to me to let things stay bog standard, and we go. It goes back to ownership, and I swear to it because there have been rumors uh, around the NHL media that Francesco wants to win a cup before his father dies. And his father's in his late seventies. Well, why wouldn't he? I don't blame him. How many times have I said I don't have a lot of years left? Yeah, we need to win a freaking cup. When you hear rebuild, how many years do you think a rebuild would take with five. with what we have right now? Five years? Five years. I always say five years. I don't know where I got that number from. It always comes out five years. But we already have our star goaltender. We already have our number one defenseman. We have Elias Patterson. So does so that not years. shave two? Thank you. Three so years. Do I have three tank, years left? If we tank hard, <laughs> if we tanked hard this year. Get Bedard. Get Bedard. Does that shave off a year or two? Because we'll get players who want well, to come play with Bedard. Didn't Rutherford literally say we are tanking? I thought we were tanking. Tongue and cheek. I don't think it was tongue and cheek. It was tongue and cheek. I no. think it was a look at the results. Where are we? We're at the bottom six teams in the league. It's pathetic. But For moving on. Once proud franchise that won president nasty. trophy after president trophy. Who had which... players take salary cuts. To, to stay in stay the, with us. Yes. Now what, where are we? It's an embarrassment. And, and it we, we, you know what the worst part is? I could always argue with somebody who wasn't a Canuck fan. And I could always say, look at our record. Yeah. Look it's at our like, record in the last like, 20 years. Or... It's like somebody beaking at you on the field or on the ice. And then you, you point, point at the scoreboard. Right? <laughs> it, it's the same thing. Now, somebody dishes the Canucks. And I'm like, oh. God damn it! Don't, I just threw my pen. <laughs> the the I, best part I, is I, pulled I usually, a rod. <laughs> I usually agree with them at this point. Well, because you have to. You ha- there's there's nothing else you can you do. You can't defend this. No, you can't. Like, it's. Can we it's, move on? I'm I'm sad. Yeah, I was just about to. I've had enough sadness uh, for one night. Um, yeah, it's... Can we go to something way better, like a Nathan Rourke interview? Let's go to a Nathan Rourke interview, or talk about a Nathan Rourke interview, because I miss most of it. I was at uh, work today. Nathan um, Rourke... So I'll let you tee it up. 
Nathan Rourke was on the Rod Peterson show, which is airs daily on YouTube live and on uh, Game Plus Network across Canada and down through the states and on a radio station down in the states, WQEE, out of out Georgia. of huh Georgia, Georgia. Yeah, I, I think, think I forget. Rod, Rod, Rod will tell us. Anyway, he had uh, the uh, Nathan Rourke on, and um, it's cool because when you watch a show, you especially when you're on YouTube, you can type in a question for his guests, and he'll actually ask your guests. One of my questions, and it's really kind of been one of those things I've thought about over the last two weeks, is what is he going to take away from playing the year? Really, he only played one year as starter, and he was out for half of that year. But what is he going to take from being playing in the CFL moving forward to the um, NFL. I've heard tons and tons and tons um, of um, interviews. And I've heard a lot of really good speakers and I've heard a lot of really bad sports speakers. Nathan Rourke is one of the best uh, articulate speakers I've heard in a long, long time. This kid took one question and he was able to talk about it was close to two minutes just on just answering that one question his biggest thing he was going to be able to take away from the cfl going down to the nfl was how to be a pro and what better like what a better concept for a young kid i mean what is he 24 23 i think he's 24 to be able to say, I learned how to be a pro and I learned from the best, Riley and Burnham. That's the two people he mentioned. Yeah. Blew my mind. Blew my mind. I am so looking forward to hope and hoping the kid gets a shot. That's all he needs. Give him a yep. shot. And the big thing is, like, uh, again, we follow the football very casually. Um, the NFL. The NFL, very casually. The Jaguars are still in the playoffs. They are. But all it takes is one injury for him to have a good camp and one injury or he's, one or one he's bad one play away. He's one, one play away. Yep. He's literally no. going to be. And I honestly believe he's, I don't think he would have signed anywhere if he didn't have a very good opportunity to be the number one backup. Yes. He also, if I remember correctly, it's also his brother's favorite team. It is. He had yeah. said he had told Rod during that interview that, um, his brother actually painted his room in Jaguar colors. He had the Jaguar bedspread, the pillowcases, like he was a huge, huge Jaguar fan. I don't know if that played any part of him taking the position there, um, but it's kind of a cool story. Yeah. I and mean, his brother is burning up the college ranks down in, I mean, he's, he's an up and comer as well. Yes. Um, I think he's burning things too hot to go to the, do what Nathan had to do and go the CFL route. Hard to um, say, right? It, and it I is. Don't, it, it, uh, it's, who knows? I, I still don't understand, and I'd like to do more in depth. I don't know how Nathan ended up being overlooked in the NFL and yeah. came to the CFL. A lot of people were really, really, really mad um, yeah, good timing, Jake. A lot of people were really mad when he posted this and said the CFL was a, a detour um, on his path to the NFL, an unexpected which, detour. 
which to me, so th- what you guys are saying, um, there are people who listen on the podcast. So if not, you can check us out on YouTube as well so to get the visuals. But this is a, the uh, statement that Nathan Rourke put out when he signs, uh, announcing that he had signed with the Jaguars, basically thanking the Lions, the CFL, Canadians everywhere, um, and that he was sorry it took so long for him to come to this decision. And he says, the CFL has been an unforeseen detour on my football journey, but a necessary one. What people aren't under, what people were focusing on was the wrong thing to me. Well, and it was, it, uh, it was an unexpected detour. Yeah. And then they stopped. They did they, whether they didn't feel like reading the whole sentence. The whole sentence says, but a, a, a needed one. Yeah. It was the best thing that ever happened to Nathan Rourke was playing in the CFL for the year he did. Would I have loved to well, see him play five, 10 years in the CFL? Hell yeah. But okay. he, he's too good. He, we don't have the, we don't have this thing called Mula in the CFL. Of course, he's going to go where the Mula is. And his dream, every kid's dream is to play in the NFL. If you're that good of a football player, your dream is to play in the NFL. I I played football for 12 years, 12 seasons over 10 years. Yeah. And that was everyone's dream. Mm. Yeah, it was that long. (laughs) Doesn't seem that long. Wow. Um, Um, But it was. That's what everybody wants to do. If if you have your goals set to the CFL, you're not going to make it to the NFL. You know what I mean? Like, if you have, on anything, if you have, if you want to achieve the bare minimum, Good luck achieving that. You need to have your sights set to the highest of points. You need to shoot for what, the moon. What have I always told you? Shoot for the stars. If you hit the moon, that's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, right? Like, And that's the thing. Like, A lot of people, especially CFL purists, and I'll say that in quotations, even though we love the CFL game more than we love the NFL game. Yes. Oh, it's, yeah. It's a game we, I was grow, I've literally watched my entire life. Yeah. I, ditto. If I was good enough to play football in the NFL, of course you would. I would go. I would go play in the NFL because you know I'd why? kick your ass if you I'm, didn't because I need to retire. Because, <laughs> I'm, a, it's more money. B, it's better competition. Yes, and there's a super small percentage of human beings that have not just the skills and the talents, but the motivation and the competitiveness to yes. get to that level. It's the truth. It's the same as the NHL. I mean, there's. How many millions and millions of kids playing hockey? How many of those kids will make the NHL? Less than 1%. A, a less than a percent of a percent. Yes, it's we'll, that we'll, small. Yeah. It's those kids like uh, Bedard who do nothing but. They yeah. literally do well, nothing but play hockey. Nathan Work. He doesn't have, like, he has Twitter for press releases like this. Yes. He doesn't go on Twitter. He doesn't do social media. He is focused on. I guarantee you, he wasn't the uh, kid uh, at the bar till four o'clock in the morning. He was. He was the kid. Not just that on the football field to four o'clock in the morning. No, or in the gym, like working out or watching film. He wasn't the guy in high school. Like we always think of athletes, and it's a Hollywood perception of athletes of being the guy who shows up to the party with all the women. No, yeah, that's the that's a that's the high school athlete. Exactly. You know who the real athlete is? The guy who shows up to someone's birthday party and says, "Hey, how's it going?" Daps gotta everyone go. up. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go hit the gym. Yeah. I gotta go watch film. I got practice. I got specials coach. I've got. It, it takes that next level 
what no oh, matter yeah. what you're doing you can do all that other stuff when you made it yeah where lots of time to make it <laughs> most people don't have that don't have that drive yes. or dedication or that competitive to competitiveness to be there exactly and, <laughs> so me, I, uh, I wish Nathan the best. Um, we're buddies now, by the way, me and Nathan, best friends. Oh, okay. You you asked him one question or had one <laughs> question read to him, and now you're buddies. I got it makes sense. Best friends. Uh, he's going to get me tickets when I go down to visit Rod. Nathan's going to set us up. Fifty-five oh, okay. yard line. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just sure. letting you know because you know second, <laughs> maybe third string quarterback can do that. Third string quarterback. You watch your mouth, young fella. Wow. So, what does this mean for the rest of the CFL teams, though? They're, they're, who, oh. The only team that is really set in stone for their starting quarterback is Winnipeg. Yep. Yeah, really. Who, um, everything else is up. It's the most interesting. We talked about this last week. It's yeah. the most interesting off season that I can remember. Maybe just because I'm been off work and I'm paying attention to it more. But it is the most interesting offseason. Um, and it's going to come down to February 14th, probably here by noon, one o'clock our time, where Bo goes. Or do we hear before? I don't think. Uh, or can we I hear think, before? Well, yeah, because Hamilton could sign him to a, to a contract right now. No, Hamilton has the rights to negotiate with them. Yeah, but they, they can they sign ne- him. But, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Just like if if he stayed with the uh, the Stampeders, he could have signed of course, as yeah. soon as the year ended. So do we hear before where Bo goes? Because that's going to decide where where all the other dominoes fall. Yeah. Because um, nobody's talking about it, but I, if I'm BC, I mean, yeah, I know right now they're saying they're they're going with uh, Vernon Adams. I don't believe a word I'm hearing. I don't believe a word I'm hearing. I think that's yeah. just talk. And I think a lot of it is the receivers, like a lot of it happened on Twitter where it wasn't really the media or the BC lines at first. It was everyone congratulating Nathan Rourke on his decision to sign with the Jacksonville Jaguars and that Vernon Adams, it's your time. Let's go basically. And then um, co-GM and head coach can't think of his name. I can picture his face. Oh goodness. Blank. Oh, my goodness. What's his name? Come on now. Rick Campbell. I, I, Campbell, yes. Rick Campbell came out and said, look, Vernon Adams is our guy. We're going to go with him. And why, why would they in the media not say... And Bruce yeah, is our coach of... right now. Sorry? And Bruce is our coach right now. But they... And, but they said right now, they, with Vernon Adams Jr., that it was never a right now. It was Ver, Vernon Adams Jr. is our guy. I think, I, and I, honestly, I'm a big believer that if Bo doesn't go to BC, and Bo, and the predictions and all the insiders are saying Bo's going to be in Hamilton, yep. then Saskatchewan's going to get... Um, I can picture his name, but I can't say it. Uh, where, what team is he from? I don't know. I'm blank. Um, they're going to get their guy. Yep. And then for, uh, Cody's going to go to BC. Cody Fajardo is going to be a BC line. I, I honestly believe so you, that. You have another, you have a one, a one B situation. With yeah, Fajardo, you can Adams? call it whatever you want until yeah. one of them takes over. 
No, that, I mean, that's fair. the way it was supposed to be in BC last year. We were supposed that to have one A, one B. Well, guess what? One A stood out and was like, "Ooh, okay, we have our A." Yeah, <laughs> we have our A plus plus plus. It just if you weren't if you were going to go after big if you were going to go big QB hunting and go after Bo Levi, yep. Why wouldn't you take that opportunity in the media to say? Look, there are a lot of options. We're waiting for, to see what happens until free agency. When free agency opens, we'll reach out and talk to these guys. Because you're literally sending out a signal to Bo Levi that, hey, we're a big market. We You can play indoors. I know you guys don't believe, a lot of people don't believe that he wants to play indoors or somewhere less cold than Calgary. I believe that's why he won't go to Saskatchewan or Edmonton is because it's too cold. He's a Texas boy. He likes to play in the warmth. Look at his passing percentage anytime it gets cold. Even in the Grey Cups, he's won. He's thrown multiple interceptions. Yeah, he's. True. You've seen him with his glove on on the 55-yard line. Hamilton isn't going to help the weather. That's why I'm thinking. There, well, it will. It's it's warmer. It, they get a lot more snow, but it's a lot warmer than it is in Calgary. They don't get minus 40. They get a lot more snow, but they don't get to the same yeah. negative temperatures. I think the decision for Bo is going to come down to money. And I think BC, I mean, they've, basically already said that they're they're willing to pay a top quarterback good money from what everything's been said about um uh the offer towards Nathan Rourke in being 600 plus thousand dollars so how do you look at Bo Levi and not think that he would be able to fill that role and why wouldn't you use the media to start that negotiation process or at least Hint that you're interested. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the guy's name and that was going to Ryder's still, and I'm stuck, and I can't think of his name, and it's bugging me. I was trying That's to fair. Google it, and it wasn't coming up. Um, it, and so it's going to come down to where does, Cody, where does Bo go? Yeah. And then everything else is just going to be a domino effect from there. February 14th, Valentine's Day. Do we do a special Tuesday podcast in six weeks? Yeah. One, two, three and a half weeks. Can do we, we do a do, CFL? Do we do it on the Tuesday instead of the Monday? We do with a Monday normal one and still do the No, Tuesday we do Thursday. Just... We, don't, we don't do Monday. What am I saying Thursday. Monday? Thursday. So instead of Thursday, do it Tuesday. Do it Tuesday. Cover like everything. It. Or do we wait till Thursday and let all the dust settle? Because let's face it, it's a CFL. News might not be out on that Tuesday. <laughs> Because it's not like the NHL where... Uh, or the NFL, or the NBA, or... La Liga, any other or, freaking professional or league. the Premier League, or Bundesliga. Should I go on? Heck, in Russia, they get more information on what's going on. <laughs> we... I, it's going to be interesting to see what coverage TSN gives the CFL trade deadline. Our free agent. Um, just because... Of all there, the big names, there, there, are, there might say, give there it an hour. Of, you think they're even going to give it an hour? Like that's you have way more faith in them than I do. To be completely I, honest, I the NHL gets four days. It's nothing but it's like, like it's like a July week's 1st, worth of freaking coverage July live 1st, shows, twenty four hours a day. July first is almost always NHL free agency, and I know that because I have watched it. I've woken up early on Canada Day, not to celebrate Canada Day. Love Canada, love the day. Don't really celebrate it. It's a it's a day to have a drink and have a day off. 
<laughs> I wake up at six o'clock in the morning because the trade deadline, the trade deadline Dude. starts, and that's when all the action happens. And I will have a screen open of Sportsnet. I'll have a screen open of um, uh, TSN, and I have Twitter going just so I can stay on top of what's going on. But the CFL, we might get a response in a week later, being like, "Oh yeah, we signed this guy." By the way, that's hilarious. NFL's the same thing. Um, NFL. Has speaking of the better. NFL. Yes. Speaking yes. of the NFL. Speaking of the NFL. Can we go back? We have... Can we go back to last week's show? Did you write down the predictions? Oh, I'm, I wrote I'm... down the predictions. All right. I lost. I, I said Seattle. And... Hey, wait. Let me let me open up this. Let me open this up for the last weekend. Calm down now. Let's slow down. Slow down. I already okay, did it. So the first game was Seattle Seahawks. 49ers, we both chose the Seahawks. Yes, and we lost 49ers that one. won by a score of 41 to 23. We wouldn't have covered this de- spread. Destroyed at all. us. Uh, Jaguars. Um, we, had, we had the Jaguars and Chargers. And did you, sorry, did you hear about the bet that was made on this game? This was something I wanted to bring up with the guests we were supposed to have today. That has oh, been which reminds me, week. we should tell everybody next week we're going to have Kelly Kellner. I was going to do, I was going to do that uh, after this part. He had, uh, Something pop up. He had to fly out of town, so he couldn't be on the podcast. He was yes. He's literally on an airplane as we speak. Did you hear about the bet that was made on this game? Because no, is that the, the million dollar bet? One point four million dollars to win eleven thousand because the Chargers went up twenty four nothing, twenty four one at the half, and the Jaguars came back. And you know what? I'm happy because if <laughs> that guy who probably bet one point four million dollars probably put twenty thousand, thirty thousand on the Jaguars to win, yeah, and made his million back. Yeah, probably. Um, so Jaguars so we, come back. We got the Jaguars correct. Thirty-one to thirty, which I guess is now has to be my team. And we got we got the Bills game correct. Thirty-four, thirty-one in a very entertaining second half of that game. The Vikings. Vikings you took the Vikings. Did I take the Vikings? No, I took the Vikings. Oh. <laughs> which one was it that we were off on? There was one that we weren't the same. Did, wait, wanna... did, who, did we both choose the Vikings for this one? I don't know. I just wrote down Vikings because I chose it. You, you have to write down what I chose as well. It doesn't really matter. Well, yeah, it's over now. <laughs> so we've uh, lost on the Vikings. You lost on the Vikings. Who, know what I, who knows what I chose? And Ravens the, versus Bengals. We took the Bengals. I took the Bengals. And then... Cowboys. Cowboys versus Brady. And You took Brady. No, I didn't. Okay. No, I didn't. Because I can't... So we went with... four and two, which isn't too bad for a bunch of freaking bums. CFL fans who have objective focus on uh, fans as Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if we would have been thinking with our heads, we would never have put money on Seattle because who puts money on a Seattle team? Yeah. Yeah, who would do that? I don't know. Same so, guy who bets on the Canucks. I don't have a pen here. To so win you're going to write down, points. You're gonna have to write down who I'm choosing this time. You have it written. All right. So the first game, Saturday at 2.30 Mountain Time, 4.30 Eastern. Say that again. The first game on Saturday at 2.30 Mountain, 4.30 oh, Eastern. Oh, it's just that easy. <laughs> Jaguars versus the Chiefs. Well, we're taking let, the Jags. I'm taking the Jags. Um, the Chiefs did win the division, so we're probably, um, you know, making underdog bet on this one. But there usually is an upset in the divisional round, so that's my upset. You then have the Giants versus the Eagles. Hold on, hold on. No, Giants versus the Eagles? Giants versus the Eagles, which is the... 8.15 Eastern Time, 6.15 Mountain Giants Time game. New York Giants. Eagles. I think the Eagles. All right. Yeah, that's... I can't... My uh, The boys that I play hockey with, that's their team, so I can't go against it. Shout out to Jeff, Mike, 
I got your Eagles. Bengals and Bills starting. So off now, Sunday. now, guys, guys, boys, boys, as you call them, boys, boys. If they lose, it's all on Jake. No, it's all on you. I'm telling you. Okay, it's next, all on them. Next, um, next we start Sunday at one p.m. Mountain Time, three Eastern Time. Bengals versus the Bills. Bills. I'm going. I'm going Bills. I think the Bills are take going to the the the, the championship. Next. We have the Sunday night game starting at 4.30 Mountain Time, 6.30 Eastern Time. This is the one Cow- I'm actually looking forward to. Cowboys versus the 49ers. I wrote down, I just wrote down a C and then I crossed it out. Why'd you cross it out? What, 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 why do you think you're most interested in this game? Because it's, it's, it's like a nostalgia game for me. Cowboy 49ers seems like an old school um, football game. Back from in the Garcia back days. Was, yeah, when I was yeah. a kid. Um, I'm going to take the 49ers. I'm going to, oh, I'm going to take the Cowboys. Oh, it's, see, we always have one team. Okay. I got them both written down. Let's see. We will see next week. We will see next week. Next week. Next Thursday. What day is that? That is the 26th. We is will be really? live at seven o'clock. Yeah. It's already the oh. uh, end of January. We will be live 7 p.m. as always. Uh, we will have a very special guest named Kelly Kellner from GameChangers.ca. Um, and he's going to be joining us from the Bahamas where he's going to be playing the um, Caribbean Classic, they used to call it. Now they just call it the PCA, I think. PokerStars Caribbean Classic or Caribbean. Hmm. Whatever it is. Google. Yeah. He'll be in the Bahamas anyway. He'll be in the Bahamas and he will join us from the hopefully beautifully warm, sunny Bahamas to discuss betting and um, sports betting, understanding it because we like to sports bet, but we don't know the ins and the outs, to be completely honest. And I think it'd be a I always thought it was just you bet win and lose, but apparently no, not. Of, you, and you can parlay games. You can choose the underdog to win more money, or if you're choosing the favorite, you might not win as much money. The difference between the decimal system and the American system, how to read both sides of the odds. Those are just a few things that I want answers to. They, they call it the uh, Poker Stars Players Championship. In the Bahamas. Yeah, that's what it's called now. PCC, the PPC. PPC. Interesting. Well, that is us for today. Thank you so much for everyone tuning in, whether you're live on YouTube or checking us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. You can um, tune in to us, which is kind of cool. It's like, it's a, it's a, when we put it up there, I was like, well, oh, that's really cool. I've kind of, it, a podcast it, up there. it feels more official than it really should. <laughs> Cause we're definitely not official. We're de- we, we're trying to be, we official. are a lot of things. We are a lot of things. Irrational, passionate, <laughs> professional. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got green We're hair. I've there. got green hair. I don't know how professional you can be with green uh, hair. But, ladies and gentlemen, that is the show. We have already run overtime. And, no, we're not. Um, we're fifty-nine minutes and forty-two seconds. We still I'm have. Looking at the clock, it says seconds. eight. It says eight o'clock. So it's time to wrap up. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. If you do like what we do here, please give us a five-star rating. Like us. Subscribe on YouTube. Uh, find us on Twitter at. Hughes or HSP underscore pod. You can find me at common courtesy with the three inside of the E the old man. Where can you be found? 
at Kevin Hughes on Facebook and um, on Kevin Hughes on Twitter. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for everyone tuning in. Old man, we will talk <laughs> next week as you, as you slowly uh, cough us out.